Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everybody, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino and I'm so excited to have my guest today. Um, She is a nationally recognized speaker. She is an accomplished author and she is a professional singer. And what makes it all incredible is that she's also a blind person and that to me, we were just talking right before we came on the show about, you know, how, what a hard time I was having finding someone to come work. And you were like, I'll do it. I bet I know a whole (laughs) bunch of people who would do it. Um, But you're, I think you're an inspiration because I just feel like um, anything nowadays, I hear a lot about mental health nowadays. And I feel like I love that we're all talking about it. But I wanted I want it to be something that we recognize that we shouldn't fear it and that we have to get past it. And to me, it's being used as a crutch or an excuse for not working or having a job or um, taking on something bigger than yourself or putting yourself out there. So um, Gail Hamilton. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, we're going to talk about your work with dogs and and how dogs have helped you, but I want to talk about you first. And I want to want you to kind of like put a message out there that says, "Hey, um, no excuses. Go for what you want. You have what it takes." Tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you you are today. So my story is. I have the the highlights are I've starred in two operas. I have built a former Habitat for Humanity house. I've written my autobiography and I climbed the Sydney Harbor Bridge last year before the pandemic. And then the other part of my life, the, the challenges I've had is I was born two and a half months premature. I weighed two pounds. I'm a twin. And they put 100% pure oxygen in the incubator for six weeks, which caused my eyes to have retinopathy prematurity and partial sight when I was a kid. My parents didn't know how to handle a blind child, so they discounted and devalued me, ignored, isolated, and abandoned, plus abused me mentally and physically. So I kind of know about hard stuff. Beyond that, I've been discriminated against in when I was getting my master's of music degree, I had a judge tell me I couldn't be a performer, an opera singer because I was blind. I had people in my doctorate degree say, oh, they couldn't teach me. It was too hard. I couldn't get my degree. And even in my psych degree, they said, oh, no, you can't be a psychotherapist because you're blind, as if I didn't know that. man. Yeah. So, and I've had lots of discriminations with cabs because of my CNI dogs. I've had six phenomenal ones. I or not and denied into restaurants because of having my CNI dog. So I've I've had discrimination. Oh, and I've had suicidal thoughts and depression and been in bad relationships. And I've had surgeries and financial stuff. So I I know about the hard and I know about how to walk through the hard. And 
not you don't overcome it i don't think because you know that's like saying it never happened but you walk through it and you know how to cope with it and then you get on the other side and there always is hope and you always can make it through it because i did oh i think i forgot i was miss colorado senior america and fourth in the national miss senior america pageant so is there anything that you fear anymore is there anything you know i think twice when i have to cross a street and i and i have written blogs about the psychological and the the physical about that. I think because my parents sheltered me so much when I was a kid. And so when I cross the street, psychological or physical, I kind of think about it and I go, but my philosophy is your desire to do, your desire to fly or the it in your life has to be bigger than the fear of falling or that it in your life. So my desire to cross the psychological or physical street in my life has to be bigger than my fears. So when I become conscious, because when the conscious mind becomes aware, you have to become responsible, that's when I become responsible and take action. When I'm, as long as I'm subconscious about my, whatever that it is, then I can kind of hang out and, and, but then, but, but then I'm being a victim. So once I become aware, then I have to be the creator of my life and my destiny. And that's when I choose to take action. Amazing. When's the first time that you got, when, how old were you when you got your first seeing eye dog? I was 25 years old and I was just starting or about the middle of my master's in music degree. Amazing. And what was that like? Oh my gosh. My, <laughs> oh my gosh. My voice teacher at the time, we'd, we'd gone down to Texas to, for me to enter into a competition. And she saw this other blind woman there with a guide dog of some kind. And she says, oh, you should see her. She just goes right across the stage and she just, she goes right to the piano and all this stuff. And where I'm fumbling and falling all over the place with my cane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I applied, um, checked out all the different schools and I chose to go to the scene in Morristown, New Jersey, because they were the original scene I dog organization. And I thought if I'm going to put my life in a dog's paws, then I'm, I want the original, I want the best. And so First time I had the handle, the harness handle in my hand, and we walked down the street. Wow, I'm getting choked up. That's amazing. Um, you know, it felt like flying. It, I felt so free and so independent, and I wasn't holding on to any body or any cane or anything. And I was just like, wow, I can, I almost felt like normal in a way. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. You know, and there's perks to a cane and there's perks to dogs because having six of them. But um, I love the freedom. I love the speed that I can go. And I love that I don't run into things unless the dog screws up. But I, I love, you know, that that independence. And what is it um, like? Is there a, do you form a bond or and is it an immediate like you just immediately mm. trusted that that dog was going to mm. not walk you into traffic or into something? You know, the, with that dog, which was Gretel and she was a shepherd. She, the first time I got it with her was uh, we were, I think we were on a solo run, which means the trainer goes about a half a block back and just sees what we would do on our own. And we were walking and we crossed the street and she stopped. And I kept saying forward and she just kept not moving. And so finally I went right or left, you know, pick, pick, pick something, right? <laughs> but let's do something. And finally she 
very cautiously went to the right and very cautiously and then then she took off and so when i got back the trainer said do you know what that was all about and i went, no i have no idea there was a choice between an open manhole and a sawhorse a telephone pole and then the street on the right and she wiggled her way beside the, the open manhole thank god and the sawhorse horse and the the telephone pole so she squeezed in between all that to get me by wow because so, the street was too busy but she did it. And that's why I went, oh, my God, I would have been in that manhole with a cane. Right. I totally would. But each dog is different. Between my first and second, my Gretel died the same day I came home from CNI with Lorraine. And so, no, I did not trust Lorraine or love her immediately. It took a year because yeah. I had to grieve the loss of Gretel. Because unlike with any other person in my life, a CNI dog, I mean, people go, oh, dogs and dogs and you bond and it's my dog and I love my dog. But, and most people leave their dogs when they go to work, not all of them. And you should leave your dog. I could get on soapboxes. Um, do not take your dogs out in public because you screw up the people that do have CNI dogs. Oh, sidebar. Um, but, <laughs> I, have, I have sidebars, but, but most people do, you know, should leave their dogs at home during the day while they work. And most people, they don't put their life in their dog's paws. And I put my life in, I trust it more than any other person. And so when you lose that dog, it's devastating. Even for five days, like I had my last one, Maggie, for five days. And losing her after five days was still devastating. Oh, and I'm you sure. that bond would be that that close in five days, but it was. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, well, we have to take a short break and we'll be right back to talk more. Perfect. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right. We are back with Gail Hamilton, um, who is an incredible speaker and author. And we're talking about the lessons that she learned um, from her guide dogs and her, your seeing eye dogs. Is that what we call them? Seeing eye dogs? Well, mine's a seeing eye dogs because I go to the seeing eye and they are officially CNI dogs. People use that name as a generic brand like Kleenex, but and there's different. And there's different. So if you don't know if they really came from the CNI school, you can just call them guide dogs. But mine actually is our CNI dogs. Amazing. What can they do? What is they do? Everything that you would if you had seeing eyes, is that what they're doing? They are, I'm the brains, and they are just making sure that what I say and do is right for the most part um so they go around the 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 things that i don't know about are the obstacles like the overhanging branches they stop all the curbs uh or they should and the and the cracks and all that they point out where the doorknobs are crossing streets that's where i totally trust them and 
they they are the king or queen in the street. You know, right. I I totally it's not my domain to say what's going on there. But everywhere else, we kind of work it out. And sometimes the dog's right, sometimes I'm right. It just depends. Amazing. Okay, so we you told us about Gretel. And then who was it now? What what was your next dog? Was Lorraine? Well, Lorraine. She also was a shepherd. Yes. And do you find that you're more attracted to the shepherds? Do you have more shepherds than, or is mm. that just what they prefer at the Seeing Eye Institute? Seeing Eye is one of two schools. There's one school that does only shepherds. CNI does one third of their dog shepherds and the others are Golden's Labs or Golden Lab Crosses. At the time, I think, because when I got my first two, that was 1978, 1987. So I think they might've used more shepherds, but there's still one third shepherds there now. My next ones were Golden, uh, Black Lab, another Golden Half, Golden Yellow Lab Cross, and then my last one was a Golden. So these so, breeds are, I guess, best for this. I mean, yeah. smarter. Yeah. They're smarter, bred. and and I think more temperament. You know, they have the assertive plus the submissive qualities that are needed for CNI dogs. And I think the Labs and the Goldens are used now for better or for worse because the public thinks that they're nicer dogs. So, you know, and then where shepherds are, oh, those are mean. And someone's right. It's great to have a shepherd because people go, does your dog bite? And I yep. always went, she has teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'd feel yeah. more comfortable walking around with a shepherd than a golden. Heck yeah. yeah. I mean, a golden people are going to go, oh, nice. Oh. Hit it. No, you cannot. Right. You cannot talk to it. No, you cannot wave your finger or blink or do anything. Please ignore me because every time you do, it's distraction and it takes away the training one more smidgen. And All right. So yeah. So tell, tell us people who don't know better, we can't run up and hug and pet every dog that comes up. How do they know that it is a seeing eye dog? It has its a vest on. Not usually. I mean, it could, um, usually they have a harness that has a U-shaped handle on it. Mm -hmm. And of course, then the person's walking behind it. So there's a good clue, <laughs> but, right. you know, but holding on to the handle and it has a leash. So when you see a cute dog, be sure to look at the person attached to the dog, just in case it's not just being walked. Cause I think that's what happens is people don't even look and see. And then, right. yeah, look to see if it's being, it's got the special handle um, or a vest on. And then yes, ignore that dog. Ignore right? that dog. And not only do you, cause it's a class three misdemeanor to mess with me. And wow. I may not be so nice the next time I really get a dog out here because my fifth dog was attacked in the middle of the street uh, by a lady that had her dog on a flexi lead. So keep your dog under control. Really, don't put it on a flexi lead in the middle of a busy street and just, and oh, my dog, I'm just taking it on a walk on a Sunday morning. Control your dog. It's your responsibility when you walk outside your door, I know it's a soapbox, to put it on a short leash. Even though your dog it's may not, it's not a soapbox. Um, I just opened up my second shop in downtown Tampa, and it's a it's not nearly as busy as you know other downtowns are, but it pretty much is. And it is amazing to me the amount of people who have no idea how to control their dog, absolutely, or train it. And most of the time, it is one dog going after another dog. Right. Um, and that is not a fun thing to happen, especially in downtown where there's busy streets and traffic and it's not 
and it's not comfortable for anyone. And then all these people who are walking dogs, who are hired to walk dogs, who have no idea the neighborhood, no idea what the other dogs are like, have no training with dogs. And this is what you have to live in and walk in and right. it's crazy right and get rid and, of those damn retractable leashes they really? are the worst yeah yeah and it's all so easily preventable yep it is you know and 90 percent of us that have cni dogs have been attacked by another dog and they're and what's happening they're well like in my yeah in my fifth dog's case he had to be retired, a $70,000 dog ruined in one second and had to be retired and is now a police dog sniffing out lithium batteries for a prison, last I heard, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. And then I had to wait. I mean, I'm, I mean, besides Maggie in March, I had to be rematched because I hurt myself. But basically, I've waited two months, two years for another dog. Wow. Part of it's been pandemic. Right. Yeah. But, but still two years. It's amazing. Well, so, so we've told the people not to touch them. We got to get control of your dogs, guys. Get rid of the retractable leash. Get a trainer. Watch some videos. You are in control of your dog. And if you're not in control of your dog, your dog is going to take control of you. And that is not what you want. So you need to make sure that you get that training. I feel like everybody in the world has gone out and gotten a puppy and they have no idea what's how to train it. So you've got to, you know, taking it out when it is young and training it, not waiting a year. I own a groom shop. So I get people who bring a dog in after a year. It's a year old and it has never been in a groom shop and they don't understand why they can't cut its nails or why it needs the dryer in the water and everything else so mm-hmm. these things are so important you guys we we live in a world and we need to share it with everybody and protect our pups that's awful to to hear i didn't even think about that um okay so what tell me more about your pets what are some lessons that you learned from them i mean i love my dogs i trust some of them <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine I just can't imagine, Gail. It's so amazing and inspirational to think about that. So um, tell me more. What are what are some other lessons that you learned? I'm sure I, the number one thing I try to teach people about training is how important consistency is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say it's, you know, I, I, I remember they, some, I, I bring it up sometimes. I go, we never said that, but trust, let's see, consistency, love, and discipline were the, were three things I totally remember from my first dog Gretel that they always said you know like we we do obedience every day and that's the time when I have total control of my environment and what that dog is doing that dog should be sitting when I say sit and and resting when I say rest and and going down and going up and I have and and doing that every day makes me makes the dog go oh I'm now going to go to work this is my work mode and it also lets me have the not the power but the I can say, know that you're in control. You're I'm in, I'm dog. in charge. Yeah. Right. You're, yeah. You're the alpha dog. Yeah. You're, you, you get to say so in the street, but I get to say so at home. Right. So trust, love, commitment. And uh, oh, my other ones besides consistency, love and discipline. Yeah. Right. And respect. I'm sure. Respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause it sounds like just like raising a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm reading a phenomenal book. I bet you've read it. The animals make us human by Temple Grande. 
Or oh, like, yes. And, you know, phenomenal book. And she talks about how they're, how dogs are nether beings and to be respected and value, you know, their psyches are, you know, they're, they're beings and we got it. They're not just dogs. Right. You know? It's yeah. like, even, even like my, the dog that I have that barks the most, Jolene, she is, I will watch her. Someone will come up on the lake or drive down the driveway or whatever it is. I will see her bark. And then I see her turn around and check in with me. <laughs> So instead of me just yelling at her to stop barking and yelling at the same time that she's barking, she's not going to see me, hear me, but wait for her to turn around and look at me and go, no, Jolene, no bark. And she'll stop. So it's kind of like a, and, or I have caught myself now going, thank you, Jolene, continue barking. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I feel like you've got to respect. There's a reason they're doing something, why they're doing whatever it is that they're doing and to respect it just like you respected the dog um you was it gretel that prevented Uh you from walking into the manhole you were absolutely okay i'm gonna do whatever the heck it is you're asking me to do and hope that that it's uh the right thing yeah it's a partnership and and they always say like follow your dog follow your dog follow your dog you know if you hear that once you heard a million times because we don't know you know we're we're blindly walking out there right oh my gosh Amazing. Okay. So what are some other, le- oh, well, let's take another break and we're going to come. I want to, I want you to share with our listeners. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned, um, you know, having these dogs with you and being such a big part of your life after we come back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart. Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we are back with Gail Hamilton, and we're talking about the lessons she's learned um, from her dogs, her seeing-eye dogs. And um, so I want to know kind of what the biggest thing. So did you have pets or dogs growing up? So was this like something that, you know, you weren't, you didn't even have dogs as pets? We had a beagle growing up, and the beagle died when I was in eighth grade. So, and then after that, you know, we didn't have any dogs. I think we had cats or mm-hmm. something. And then I went off to college and didn't think about it. So, so it wasn't really like you were a dog person or anything. This was like something new to you. Yeah, sort of. I didn't, I didn't know really how to take care of them, groom them, feed them. You know, it wasn't, you know, the whole responsibility of, of taking care of, uh, of a dog. So yeah, I've learned to be responsible, be a good parent. Cause if you're not a good parent, you, you can't why on a dog, you know, I, right. I, you know, take them to the vet twice a year, 
just because you know right. yeah you just you just do what you have to do to be in a good partnership with that dog and and that that dog does so much for me i mean it's worth every penny of that seven thousand seventy thousand dollars so right. you know um yeah so lessons learned i mean i learned open in my heart you know and i learned to let their love in and my love out you know i mean that was probably a big lesson trust you know trusting that dog even sometimes they're right sometimes i'm right you know it's like okay and then and, and be willing to say my bad i'm i'm sorry <laughs> i messed that up right <laughs> and and i think that's a good lesson for us all to learn in life you know we we're not perfect they're not perfect and if you think you're going to get a perfect scene they're not you know the maggie my last one she wanted to chase leaves sarge wanted to chase dogs you know <laughs> Vinny wanted to walk slow, very, very slow, you know. So, you know, it's like I, he, I think he did once walk fast, but somehow when I got home, he was walking very slow. So he lost his passion, you know, poor thing. And uh, you know, the other one, I kind of screwed up with um, making him stop for every single driveway. Then he didn't want to go for anything. He's like, I, I'm not moving. So, so they're they all have their thing, and you just have to love them and we and learn to work with that. Like for Maggie, I told the trainer. I would let me know what her thing is. So that way I can work with it now versus later. You know, she awesome. goes, oh, yep. Squeeze and squirrels and leaves. I went, okay, good to know. You know, so how so, would you know that she sees a squirrel or, or a leaf? leaf? Uh, I think she'd pull harder Got and it. then I'd be going, oh, nope. no yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all that harness is the total communication. And I think follow your dog is a really great lesson for all of us. I've written some blogs about follow your dog, follow your spirit. And so it's, to me, it's like following the dog, you have to hold on to the harness and be able to, to be flow like the wind, but be guarded like a star. So you have to go, you know, the dog goes left, you go left, the dog goes right, you go left, right. And you just, if it stops on a dime, you stop on a dime. And, and there's a reason for it all. And I think that's sort of like life and spirit. You, And when you reach the corners of life, you stop, you look, you listen, see what the traffic is. And if there's an obstacle, how do you go around that obstacle? And I write about how, when you fall, because when you fall off a CNI dog at four miles an hour, it hurts really bad. Mm -hmm. really bad. And so when you fall in life, how do you handle that? Do you sit down and go, uh, you know, uh, cry sometimes? Do you sit down and ask for help sometimes to get up? Do you sit down? Do you just get immediately back up and move on your way sometimes? And there's all those lessons of how we are with ourselves and with each other and to, to learn. And I've learned that all from my dogs about how to follow, how to trust, how to love, and just keep on going. No matter what, hold on to that handle loosely. You can't hold on tight. You can't right. to the dog or to life because the dog will get that or spirit will get that. And if you don't just gently follow God, spirit, dog, then you're going to have a harder time in life. And then when you do, when you, when there are those streets, like I talked about a while ago, you know, you, yeah, you have to cross them and they are scary, but you have to do, if you want to get to the other side, you're going to have to stay forward and keep on moving. And you never look back at a dog. You never turn your head and go, oh, what's back there? You never do that. And just like life, you shouldn't, you know, you should always look ahead. I love it. So everybody needs to do that. I want you to, the next time you go out, walk your dog, or if you don't even walk your dog, go take it for a walk and see where they take you. I love, 
I love that because I just start, because I opened this shop downtown, I don't know downtown like the dogs do, especially if they live there and they're walk there all the time. So I love letting them take me where they go. And then I got to come back and say to their parents, Hey, I noticed that they tried to go in this building and they're like, Oh my God, that's yeah. my friends. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's where my friends yeah. live. And we yeah. go there all the time. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Every time he goes to that pizza place, they give him a piece of, you know, whatever it is. I'm like, yeah, I could tell. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I love that. That's a wonderful, fun thing to do with your dog. And they, I'm sure they'd be like, yeah, okay, let's go this way. <laughs> right, how, right. Can, how can people find, um, find you online that listen to more? And then of course, get your book. Tell us about your book. My book is memoir of my life, soaring into greatness, a blind woman's vision, deliver dreams and fly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. So it's the, covers the first 60 years of my life. And, uh, has, well, let's see, up to Vinny in there, so up to dog four, and uh, he was Mr. America, because um, I was Miss America, he had to be Mr. America. I love it. Uh, yeah, so it just talks about my whole life and all the challenges and obstacles, and then how I got to the other side, how my mind shifted, and what caused that, and uh, yeah, and, and hopefully inspire others that they can overcome, not overcome, but go through any challenge you have and get to the other side because all things are possible. And you find me online by my website also is the same name, Soaring Into Greatness. And my email is the same, gail at soaringintogreatness.com. So I'm out there on YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and, and, and uh, Instagram and, and all those things. Awesome. Everyone follow her. You're such an inspiration. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed your stories and I really enjoyed you proving that, you know, dogs are individuals just like we are. They all are different, just like humans are. And they're, they all have one purpose or the other. And some are here to um, help people like you and what a wonderful creature. And we should, we should worship these wonderful animals forever. That's awesome. Thank you, Gail, so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye. Take care. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.